I wish I'd been a girly, just like my dear papa. And welcome to Unrelenting, episode number 34 for July 8th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill, and I am coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America and across this big virtual desk. Oh, oh, oh Sir Gene, hiding somewhere in, uh, is it Kiev today, Moscow, uh, Austin? It's hard to tell. You are constantly on the move, my friend. I, I'm right here in Austin. What are you talking about? Constantly on the move. I mean, maybe it's just virtually mm-hmm. on the move. Mm-hmm. This so was somebody, I was somebody watching, called this show the Star Citizen Shill Show the other day. <laughs> they're not wrong. Yeah, they're, they're not, not wrong. No. Speaking of Star Citizen, as a public service announcement, uh, Free Play Week is on right now, which means anybody can sign up using the link in SirGeneSpeaks.com podcast and be able to play for free for a week and have a bunch of ships and no requirement of spending money at all. I was surprised I was doing a couple of eBay searches just looking for... Oh, there's a lot of Star Citizen shit on uh-huh, there. A ton of Star Citizen stuff. It's crazy. All this virtual mm-hmm. goods. Then again, people buy crypto and NFTs. So. Yeah, it's just, it, it's basically pre-NFT NFTs. Right. They're not on the blockchain, but they effectively are the same thing. People will pay real money for fake it's goods. It's crazy, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. But Unless- if it provides you a level of entertainment, is it really fake, though? Not if it if you get entertainment out of it, then no, I will agree mm-hmm. with that. If you get something, and some for people it, even even make money on it. You know, there's a lot of people that just say that about going to Vegas, you know, mm-hmm. or gambling. And I'm in that category because I don't gamble a lot, but I've been to Vegas a couple of times, or yeah. when I'm there, I will gamble. And it's like I know I'm going to lose. Well, it's Vegas is more about knowing when to stop. <laughs> yeah, before you can't afford the plane ticket home, and and most people stop too late. Well, because you they not always have think, a stop loss. You should have a stop win. Yeah. Everybody always thinks, oh, I'm just one spin away from the mm-hmm. next, the next yep. big haul. Yeah. I remember when I was in Vegas with Adam and then we were in a casino and, uh, walking by a, uh, roulette table. And so he puts down like 50 bucks on bread or something. Probably 33. Just, well, no, no. Real- Cause I put a hundred dollars on 33. Well, and that's I had a the big right. grin on my face. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here with a pot father. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, and if that would have hit. Oh, what a spins, story that would be. Right. And then the spin comes and it's like 36. Oh. I'm like, uh, so I didn't, you know, like we both lost. He didn't get his either uh, odds or evens. I didn't get my number as we're walking away. Next spin on the board. 33. Oh, see, all you had to do. It was two in a row. <laughs> Two in a row. That's all it would have taken. 200 bucks. Because it is. What, that, 30, what does that pay out? 36 to one, to one I think. Yeah, yeah 36 like to one. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd have had a nice steak dinner coming. Yeah, well, instead we went to a burger place. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> so, the, yeah, exactly. That was an expensive burger. <laughs> he stopped one too early. One too early. True story. So, I finally got the Motu figured out. Finally, you've only had it for what four years now. I know, right? Well, it is a very the reinstall device. of the reinstalling. I I finally did what I think you've been telling me you've had for a while, but I never bothered doing it. 
which has set it up for four people. Ooh, nice. The so multi. four independent in, in and out channels with four different uh, mix minuses. Basically doing the thing that this new whiz-bang Australian uh, roadcaster cannot do. Correct. And that's what I've asked everybody that has it. And it sounds like a really good device for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. depending on your needs. Here's the funny thing. This device uh, has been panned by one of the uh, well-known video creators that I watch. For that very reason, he's like, well, you know, when we get on a, a live stream on Twitch and we got like four people on, they all hear themselves. Right. This isn't this isn't going to do it. Now, he says he's been talking to Rode. They've been talking to him and they're saying they're going to come out with a software update that will allow him to do that. Now, I, I believe it when I see it. But right now, it appears like you do have one mix minus. Adam confirmed that. Uh, Talked to him about it. But I think that's all you get. One mix minus. There are two actual distinct USB ports, which I don't even understand why you would need that. So you can go and do a mix minus either on two different machines or allegedly two to mm-hmm. the same machine. I mean, of course, I have not tested this out, but that seems to be the limitation. Unless you want to add in a Bluetooth device, Mm -hmm. which nobody does. And uh, Bluetooth is pretty crap. The reality is these, the original devices, the problem was they were really more for music. They were never created for podcasters. Well, they, I mean, they were, it was the closest device they had for podcasting. It wasn't perfect. It was, it was basically musicians make a device for podcasters. Right. So they made some changes to this one, which seem to be good changes. Mm-hmm. And it is perfect for the average Adam Curry show, for instance, who is a guy locally and bring in somebody remotely works perfectly for that. Yeah. One, <clears throat> one local dude, one remote dude seems to be good for that. And I think you can add one other person to that mix now with the road. Again, haven't tested that. But if yeah. you want to add two people. Then you're paying for another service like I've, clean feed or something. I've been tempted to pick one up, and I've actually uh, dude named Ben named Ben, my other co-host here, sent an email to uh, an email to Adam right away as soon as Adam mentioned he was on the roadcaster too. Said, "Hey, dude, I'll buy your Motu." And Adam's like, "No, <laughs> yeah, exactly." It's like, "Good luck with that one." I mean, I know you'd love it, but uh, I, I don't. As much as Adam may say this product does it all now, they've done what we originally talked about doing seven years ago and, and worked on seven years ago. But the reality is, uh, I don't think he'll be willing to let the multi go. No, well, I think if I had to put money down at some point, Adam goes back to the Motu is my guess. Because mm-hmm. it is a more professional device. The it is the yeah. roadcaster. It's a cutesy thing. I get it. The buttons are you got faders that you can feel, and a lot of people yeah. like that. But for me, the Motu is a more professional device. I think, and the Motu totally disappears. It's sitting underneath a monitor of mine, and it's yeah, you taking don't, up. You don't even see it. Yeah, exactly. no desk space. So it's like magic. Hey, well, you got a fan? Are you doing this live? Yeah, I'm doing it live. This is a cool idea. I mean, you know, I've got I've got a buttons program now. Damn, because every podcaster needs buttons. That's what the road 
pro, you know, marketing literature told me. Yes. You have to have the sound effects built into that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can up what is on the program that I use, which is free. It's called Mix. If anybody's doing live streaming, it's great. Uh, MIXXX.org. And I can That's have nice. eight different carts and then you can add more to that where it's all just in the software. And then you can well, add the key, the hotkeys, if you want. You you can do that. Or you could just use the Stream Deck, which has it built in now. Yes, which is a beautiful thing as well. Which is what I'm using. Yeah, exactly. You got 48 buttons of sound effects or anything else you want in there. You're kind of you're kind of uh, right with that. If you add a Stream Deck to a Motu, yeah. you could do everything. Everything. Including bringing people in and out and muting yep. things. Yep. and uh, mm-hmm. But that is where this device falls short. So if you have like we do a show so okay there's one channel done if we want to bring in one guest perfect if we want to bring in two guests and you have the road mm-hmm. you can't do it yep unless you go to something again like a clean feed and then that you're paying for another service to uh to do well, that you could do unlimited guests on you know i don't know about clean feed but definitely on zencaster you could do whatever you want that's what i use for the other podcast is zencaster and you can keep adding people yes so that one channel coming in a- that would work but it's a different experience because at that point, then what's coming into you isn't the recording mix. What's coming into you is essentially the the headphone mix. It's it's your own version of a mix minus coming from Zencaster. True. So you're not hearing yourself, but you're hearing all the other people on the same podcast. Uh, so, I mean, really, you don't need a mix minus if you do use something like Zencaster. Correct. So if you want to add that to the mix, it's way easier. If yeah. you want to be a true DIY. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, do you want to do it in hardware or software? Because you kind of need a network connection anyway to do any kind of a guest show because you don't have a guest without a network connection. Uh, but if you have a network connection, you might as well use Zencaster, which is free for a, I don't remember. It's got limits for the free version, but certainly two people on it or even two guests and one host is still free. Right. And clean feed the same way. Yeah. Clean feeds the same way. Clean feed has minimal feature set. I find Zencaster. I I like Zencaster for the fact that even on the free version, it records the audio. So it is doing the master recording. You can do a backup recording if you like. And uh, what you end up with is, um, and it integrates, by the way, with Dropbox. So the cool thing is, I don't even need to download those files. As soon as the stop button is pressed, those files are magically in my Dropbox for that show. Yeah, that is nice. Locally. So, and all I do is just drag and drop those files into, now I'm still using Descript for this, uh, but (laughs) you could use any audio app. I probably will drop the script just because I'm not live recording it anymore. And uh, the only thing it's really doing is building the uh, transcription. Yeah. And the uh, Adobe Premiere does a fantastic does job that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you, there's a lot of these things that are now starting to overlap. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So. What are you using uh, to get the multiple calls in? Are you just spawning multiple windows of. Uh, the clean feed or through Zencaster when you set up the multi mix minuses. Oh yeah. So for doing more than one other person. Yeah. I've, I've just done uh, multiple clean feeds. That seems to be the easiest. 
in different browsers. So you, Mm -hmm. so you can route them around. So for people that are trying to do that at home, yeah, that is the trick. Go get different browsers. There there may be a a better way to do it. This is the quick and dirty way to do it. Yes. And it works. It absolutely works. As long as you've routed your uh, mix minuses correctly. (laughs) Right. And that's the part that I didn't even bother attempting until now. And now with this latest reset of device, and the rebuilding of the computer, I figured that was a good opportunity to do that. You're like, it just works then. Once it's Yeah, set now up. everything works. The only thing that it was screwed up right now when when you first brought me in was I had the headphones playing a different uh mix. So I couldn't hear you. Ah, that'll do it. You yeah. can send different things to different places. Again, it's a very professional oriented device. It's mm-hmm. not the easy plug it in. It's not for the faint of heart. I've told a few podcasters that who were interested in it. And it's like, it's going to take a little bit of trial and error to get, to figure out how the yeah. routing works. You're, you're definitely best off working with somebody who, who does this. And I, I remember when Adam got his, uh, after he played with mine for a while, um, I, I sent them, uh, screenshots of everything. And then he replied back. It's like, no, dude, I'm going to figure this out. Uh, and then okay. how how long until he was asking how to do it again? Well, the thing is, Adam has worked with a physical patch bay, right? So he he gets what they're representing digitally. So I think it was probably much easier for him than most people. True. Because when you first go to that routing table, it's like, why am I looking at a spreadsheet? Uh-huh. It's a lot of squares. <laughs> what is this? And the fact that you can't just click each individual square on and right. off, that there's a dragging and move. It's like, what is this? It's it, it it's are we playing the game Battleship on yes. what's going on? It's exactly like gonna, playing Battleship. You sunk you sank my battleship, man. If you win, you get delightful sound. If you lose, no. it's pretty much silence. And as far as I know, now maybe there is something now, but certainly when I bought this device, there was zero documentation. Like I think it literally much still none. Is. Yeah. So Motu's assumption is, oh, are you not a professional? Because it's a well, professional device. This is a professional device. You're supposed to know what you're doing for uh, for doing audio patching. And and if you don't, I guess you need to watch some videos and learn. Yeah, I went to podfathergear.com. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's where I got it from uh, Adam's screenshots. They were quite helpful. Yep. Yep. And it's the same way in uh, both the MK4 and the AVB Motu, which mm-hmm. you have. Yep. I'll say just once again, if anybody missed it the mk5 not the same yeah don't buy the mk5 or, or at least not for this purpose yes um, you can't do uh, the actually what's the name uh, ben ben's got an uh mk5 right now i think and the audio quality is great oh yeah the, they it's up, just i wanted don't one have man. this yeah because they they upped everything they upped the yeah. preamps and the circuitry and whatever the magic is even going cleaner, on cleaner which they're super clean with the ones we have but they're they made them even cleaner meaning lower noise ceiling which is good because, uh, you know, we can only run so many filters, although the filters are getting better and better, too. Filters are pretty good. But as we talked about on the last show, I've actually turned off all my uh, all my EQing and all the other crap. The live DSP, it sounds better. All of it is turned off right now. So you're getting this, just my voice with no. The only thing that's on is the gate. The gate is still on. You're getting the pure gene experience. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's it'll be interesting. I mean, they've already updated this thing once. I know they have room in the firmware to do things. 
Mm-hmm. And once they figure out a way to bring in four people, well, yours I, may have been updated once. I think I've seen three or four updates since I bought it. Yeah, I've had mine, uh, I think, once or twice only updated. Okay. Probably twice. But these, twice uh, the, the road thing will be updated. They keep promising yeah, they're the road, more features. Yeah, the road, I think road had four or five updates in two years last time. Oh, so because I'm the minute sure. they came out, people were like, wait, why can't I do this? I mean, there was something right. very simple you couldn't do, like record to the uh, computer you or something. Either record to the computer or the card. And people are like, well, why? You should record to both. Uh-huh. One's making a backup, one I'm actually using. Uh-huh. And they yeah. were like, oh, it was like they had never talked to anybody doing a podcast before. Right. Exactly. Which seemed to be Adam Curry's biggest complaint was, I've got a little, like, uh, experience with this maybe you could have picked up a phone and been like hey any any tips yeah since you guys ripped off the spec sheet directly (laughs) off of our website yes that would be good and even the shape of the damn thing is exactly the shape that i i modeled in cad seven years ago they're like you know this seems like a really good idea yeah these guys never went anywhere but they got some money in the kickstarter let's just make this Uh uh-huh there you go yeah and the fact that they, they added a second usb literally right off our device <laughs> that was missing on their first model we had that and now they've got it audio routing fun yeah. for the whole family yeah and that was that was the whole point is that back seven years ago that was the only way that i could figure out uh on how to do multi-channel mix minuses it's like well we're gonna have to add a second usb chip well, are people going to be willing to plug in two cables? Well, right. we'll find out. Right. That, that is the way to find out. I know uh-huh. when I asked my buddy Metis of the Fun Fact Friday show, because he picked one up, and I'm like, well, sell me on this. What Yeah. What can I do with this that I can't do with the Motu? And he said, record without a computer. And I'm like, okay, one there you go. good answer and something that I doubt I would ever want to do. But I can see where people would, like if you're going to a Although, buddy's house. The Motu, you can run off an iPad. And that's true to the ipad that is true you just need something there to uh it's something that has a usb port but including the ipad it works fine with it i've tried it before it does get a little bulky because it's not wireless at that point this actually has to be plugged in if you're recording on the ipad but you can control it like i've got the moto set up to be you know controllable through the ipad wirelessly but it's plugged into the computer well, and if you were only doing a two-person podcast, mm-hmm. you can also use, have it just set it up on a computer, set yeah. it up to put the two channels going out and just bring a uh, a zoomed or other portable recorder with you. I mean, honestly, if you're just doing two people, I, I would get those headphones with the DSP that I got that we tested on a couple of shows back uh, and use Zencaster. <laughs> and that's it. True. And or just if you're local, do a Zoom recorder. That it's, works. It's too. literally a well, yeah, but Zencaster makes it easy to download the two files separately so you can actually level them separately. Zoom, well, Zoom you know. will do that too. It'll record on individual really? channels. Just so little, you can you can download the individual audio tracks on Zoom. I didn't know. I, I mean that. actual a hardware Zoom device, not the Zoom. Oh, oh, oh I thought you were talking about Zoom meeting. No. I'm like, oh, Zoom meetings getting <laughs> podcasting. That's interesting. No, I haven't heard the that. Zoom. It's just a little Zoom uh, portable okay. recorder. You could do a two-person show. And, they, okay. and they've made for years. They don't have all the fancy stuff. It's basically you could plug in like four to six microphones and level them. Got without. It. 
you know, no, none of the fancy stuff. I don't think he added in as far as hmm. the processing, but there's a lot more devices out today than there were three That's years true. ago. Yeah. But you don't even need a device is my point is right now with Zencaster and I think clean feed paid version lets you do recordings as well. And I think you, the free one does too. It's just MP3 only. Mm, I think maybe not on clean feed. I didn't think the free version did any recording. I thought it only allowed you to transmit audio. Um, but I don't know. Well, whatever the point is, you literally don't need. No, there's a record button here. You can hit, go ahead and hit it. So you can hit the record button and it's going to start recording. I want to so let this. me know what it does after the recording. It's like name this session. Okay. We'll name okay. this. Unrelenting. Yeah. Cause you have the treat the, the free version right now, right? Yes. I put unrenting, mm-hmm. but that's the same. Add day and time to the file name record renting. Yes. Unrenting, which is going to be what's happening right. to a lot of people that can't afford the rent. Uh, and then it will allow you <laughs> yeah. to record the audio for my audio only guest only oh everyone oh, or both or oh, a stereo okay. split right so everyone so and i hit everyone record. create two files on and now it's recording no it's only going to be one all together track is a separate oh no it's going to combine them you it don't is want going that. to combine them so you but you could do a stereo whatchamacallit yeah so if you really the nice to do that, thing but. then is the even the free version of zencaster you can have three people on there and it'll generate three soundtracks no it'll only generate one but it's, it's well, going to mix those all together for free. Now, if you want well, your clean feed, I'm saying right. on Zencaster, oh, Zencaster it'll generate three separate tracks. Yeah. For, even in the free version. So yes, clean feed will not do yeah. that. They will give you yeah. one track and uh, removed yeah. recording unrenting. Yeah. We don't need to actually record that, but yes, you can unrenting do Unrenting is a great show. Unrenting. I highly recommend people listen to it. Yes. Uh, I've, been, I've been a guest on there. I, I enjoy it and uh, you guys should check it out. Along with Sir Gene Speaks and Random Thoughts and all the other shows. And and uh, the Crazy Larry Guy show. That's a good one. Right. I uh, love the Crazy Larry Guy show. Yeah. Yeah. People and are, uh, Tech people Nerd are, News. I hear Tech Nerd News is a great show. Tech Nerd News. Yeah. No, Angry Tech Nerd News. Angry Tech Nerd News. Sorry. Sorry. I mixed up the, the URL. And then uh, you, you, have, you can't forget Grumpy Old Benz. I mean, you were also a guest over there. Which, which one now? Grumpy Old Benz. You were on that show. Mm, does not ring a bell no may not hmm. it's a small show let's talk about ukraine why it's in news shocker Again? really why why now what's going on different that hasn't been going on well, for i'll the tell last you what's going on poland is sealing all the gold out of ukraine really yes this is awesome yes so in in spite of the fact that ukraine is winning and has been for the last six months well, of course, because and, Russia um, is a weakened. Well, everybody knows that army. They they're, they're uh, really down being, to their bare threads. Literally on the brink of invading Russia and going into Moscow right now. The way I, I hear, I mean, things are uh, so bad. Yeah, I mean, soon Ukraine will take over Russia. That's the plan. Is they're supposed to have? Well, there's a few plans, but and then they but, will get to join NATO, and then Putin will come back <laughs> to power. Right. That's right, because Russia will be part of NATO under the Ukrainian rule. What if this is all a head fake? I mean, Putin's even faking his yeah. illness, whatever it is. Oh, he totally might be. And then they, they're like, okay, now, you, okay, Ukraine takes over Russia. Now you're in NATO. Mm-hmm. And then Vlad's mm-hmm. like, ha ha. Yes, we've always wanted to be in NATO. And now <laughs> we're back in NATO. Thanks for getting us um, in. And uh, so, but somehow there's a big concern in Ukraine 
about the fact that Russia might capture the Ukrainian gold reserves. Ooh. And uh, preemptively, they have now decided to ship all Ukrainian gold to Poland for safekeeping. Now, this is interesting to me because uh, not only has the United States uh, happily thrown all the people of Ukraine at Russia, uh, because it's cheaper to throw people than bullets, apparently. Um, and then willing to sacrifice people to the last Ukrainian, as our great president has said. But now also, they have stolen the money of Ukraine, which does not belong to the government of Ukraine. It belongs to the people of Ukraine. And if the people of Ukraine are happy to see the Russian liberators coming in and defeating this... Um, you know, what, 14, uh, that was 2014, so seven-year-old occupation force that's been uh, brought in by the United States into Ukraine. If they're happy to see that, uh, well, just to make sure they're less happy, they're going to steal all their gold. That does not seem fair. Well, you know, I mean... I think they have more gold than the 900 billion, which they're currently asking for from the West. It it is the best money laundering situation I've ever seen. Somebody really needs to make a movie about this. Call it the, the, the big heist or something similar about how Western politicians picked on this, this poor Slavic country that didn't know any better. And basically turned it into a huge money laundering operation. And when threatened, (laughs) threatened with that coming to an end, decided to um, to just burn the country to the ground, steal everything they could on their way out. It's very reminiscent of the Germans stealing artwork from every country they invaded and then shipping it back to Berlin. Uh, except, Except here... It's allegedly being invaded by Russia, which is really liberating the country. And it it is the uh, the people that that took over the country uh, seven years ago that are actually stealing everything and shipping it out of the country right now. Yeah. And Ukrainians are dying because they keep getting sent weapons to uh, to go up against. Mm -hmm. it, It makes very little sense when you look at it from. A little further back. The West is basically sending big flags with red targets drawn on them to Ukraine Uh for Russia to drop something on. But hey, let us us hold your gold. This this, yeah, yeah, we'll hold your gold in Poland. Don't worry. I mean Did you I mean did you watch uh, the show Everybody Hates Chris? It was a great sitcom. No. No. One of the Are you thinking Raymond or Chris? uh, Chris. Everybody hates Chris. It was the Chris Rock show. I thought everybody hates Raymond was the show. uh, Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody hates Chris. I like Chris Rock. He's hilarious. Chris Rock. One of the ongoing bits was him, you know, because this is all about his childhood, that there was the, you know, thugs, you know, although there were somewhat friendly thugs in the uh, neighborhood, Mm -hmm. that every time they would see Chris, they'd be like, let me hold a dollar. And he would have to (laughs) give him a dollar. That was just let me hold a dollar. This is kind of what we're doing. Like, let Mm -hmm. us hold your gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let us hold your mm-hmm. gold. <laughs> Never getting it back. 
Yeah, no, they'll never get it back. And that's the other thing that's so hilarious is all these emotions towards, well, Ukraine will be NATO. Okay, so a Russia-friendly government Ukraine is going to be in NATO? Is NATO going to like that? Because you realize there is no process for kicking a country out of NATO. It doesn't exist. There is no process ever developed that is... um, uh, to expel somebody. Yeah, it's, you, once yeah. you're in, you're in. It, exactly. Exactly. It, it literally does not, re, does not exist. Well, this is the knee jerk reactions that we get in this society. Now, I mean, you saw it with COVID. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. It's like, Oh no, uh, Oh, war, Russia. Oh, wait, let's let them into NATO quick. And then it's like, wait, what did we do now? What? Huh? Anybody think of that? No, but at least Boris is getting kicked out of office over in, uh, over in the UK. You can't trust yeah. anybody. So that's the other part that's happened is, you know, he's been one of the most, uh, war hawkish politicians. <clears throat> as far as Ukraine's concerned, you're getting a little choked uh, up causing, that Boris is leaving. Yeah. Causing massive, uh, problems in England for the British people. But, uh, and, and to the point where he has to resign, um, but no one seems to be figuring out the, the curse of Ukraine here is that when you support Ukraine more than people in your own country, your own people are going to get rid of you. Well, no, not here. We love it. Let's send all our money to Ukraine while this country falls apart. Let's send all the aid. Let's send all the weapons. Let's because, you know. Russian people coming across the border into Ukraine is bad, but you know, anybody wants to come across mm-hmm. the Southern border here, come on in. It's okay. Yep. Let's forget the fact how many that they've caught that were on terror watch list. Just imagine how many were smart enough to evade getting caught. Mm-hmm. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, uh, I mean, I just feel so bad for people in Ukraine right now because they're, They've been sucked into this private war. Uh, they, you know, they just people, most people in most countries just want to be left alone and live their lives. That they're, they're not wanting to be working for the government or in the military or any of these things. So consequently, um, uh, it's a, uh yes 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 yeah yeah i mean it's i'm just trying to put my thoughts together i mean basically the the majority of the people i think that are that experience any kind of a conflict whether it's you call it a revolution whether you call it an invasion whatever it is they're just trying to get on with their lives this was true in iraq this was true in afghanistan this was true in syria this is true in every place that the U.S. has invaded in the last 20, 30 years. And it's certainly true in Ukraine this time around with Russia invading Ukraine. People just want to have the least impact on their lives. Well, and you're so, seeing why it's being done. I mean, if you look well, at a map. And if this, well, let me finish the thought. If this was the way that they're portraying it, uh, Ukraine pushing back against Russia and Russian aggression and wanting to 
you know, keep Russians out of their country. You wouldn't need to have mandatory conscription the way that Ukraine's had it since the first day of this conflict. You would have people lining up ready to get shipped off to the front if this was a patriotic activity. You had that in World War II. You had people willing to join up. Nobody needed to be conscripted. And right now, the latest thing that I just heard today is they're looking at starting to conscript women into the Ukrainian army. Well, that's equity. Well, it is equity. I mean, we can make lots of jokes about it, but uh, the point at which a country is forcing its mothers to give up their children to state control. You mean birthing And people. to go fight. That country is a lot closer to Nazi Germany, all jokes aside, than anything else. Because in Nazi Germany, you lived for the country. The country didn't exist for your benefit. And so you were expected to make every concession that they wanted out of you. Uh, if you have a country that is motivated by a common cause like the UK during World War II, for example, or the US during World War II, uh, you don't need to conscript people. You get volunteers ready to go. We had that here in 2001 after the, um, uh, the World Trade Center bombing. Yes. People were willing to... What? A ton of people went into the army. Yeah, a ton of people went into all the branches of the military because they were passionate about it. They they saw this as a reason to do it. And unfortunately, they became disillusioned when they realized what happens after they join the military is they, they're sent to Afghanistan to guard poppy fields from the Taliban, which didn't like all the drug production and was harassing the poppy farmers. The U.S. came in to guard those. I mean, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you do a lot, end up doing a lot of. Uh, Where's the weapons of mass destruction that everybody was gung hoing about? Yo, we're going to kick his ass. Yeah, there were no weapons of mass destruction that we now know. Well, they never were. By the and time Bush that knew it, you got there. I believe there was. There weren't. Well, we have proof, dude. We have the people that actually came up with the lies have now said that yes those were just created to get the public on the side of the government I there were never, never seen anybody any saying that well you've heard it uh, you, i i would invite anybody that would have a brain to do a google search on this topic you'll oh, get plenty oh my of god articles. you're sending people to google i sent john to google the other day <laughs> john and so i posted a little uh blurb about how in canada now all the uniforms are now unisex meaning Men can wear skirts and no. lipstick. And the Canadian hair military? The Canadian military. I can't believe you didn't see this. No. So this, yeah, yeah. I so I posted anything. this. on. You don't really look at no agenda social, do you? Not. I mean, I do. I but post an average of 20 things a day on there. I mean, I I, I, gave, I probably have you muted or blocked. I'm not sure you even subscribe. You probably do have me blocked. I know, right? Well, I'm <laughs> kidding. You keep talking. I'll block your ass. <laughs> yes, uh, please. Can I have uh-huh. another? Yes. So... The Canadian military, I posted a little screenshot about it. And then John replies to my email and says, I'm not sure about this. Do you have any authenticated sources? Which is always a good, valid question. So, uh, yeah, a totally valid question. But again, 
all I did was type into Google those same words, and it brought me to the official website of the Canadian Armed Forces, where there was a Q&A about the new dress code. And in that dress code, it says, yes, men can request clothes that have been previously only in the women's military catalog, and women can request clothes that have been in the men's catalog, and we're getting rid of all the archaic 50-year-old restrictions on things like hair color, chewing gum, uh, tattoos on, that are visible. All these things have been removed. The world's because going to I hell. think somebody did the math and said, hey, you know what? There's not a single uh, Gen Zer who, who has no tattoos. They literally all have tattoos. So if we have an anti-tattoo policy in our military code, then everybody gets we're not going to have a military. <laughs> yeah. There will not be anybody in the, as, as the older guys retire, there will not be a military. So yeah, but you see what happens when you give these uh, tattooed people guns of what you saw that in Chicago, the suburbs to here. Yes. The and that's, that's, I'm glad you went there because that is exactly the representative of the Gen Z generation. Uh-huh. With the colored hair, the facial tattoos, and, uh, you know, and again, now, the <clears throat> there's already arguments for, like, see, this is why we need red flag laws. This is why we passed this. The reality is. We have red flag you laws don't here. Need, well, you don't need red flag work. laws, Stuart. Yeah. You have somebody that has been previously. Uh, in the system. I, yeah. Not just in the system, but, like, they had to confiscate his other weapons previously. Yes, his family obviously called the police on him. How, how did this person go through the background check? I how? think a lot of it is that in this country, for whatever reason, we separate what is a juvenile record from what is an adult record. And that I've talked about this before. This has to stop. Yeah, I, 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 that, I didn't realize that. I mean, I knew that happened, but I didn't realize that was what the problem was in this case. Because I looked at him, I was like, how did this guy not get declined? Because every time you buy a gun, you, you go through the, um, uh, the uh, ATF system. You have to answer a bunch of questions. And then uh, they will check to see if you are in any databases that, you know, where you don't want to be in those databases that says you, you can't have a weapon. If you've ever committed a felony, you'd be in there. Uh, if you are on the no-fly list, you'd be in there. If you are, there's a, a whole slew of things. Some of them maybe are going too far that would prevent somebody from being able to obtain a weapon legally. Now, if you obtain it illegally, then none of these rules matter because criminals be criminals. Not much you can do to make new laws specifically targeting criminals. But right. if he obtained it legally, which it sounds like he did with his dad's help. Yes, who's obviously uh, at fault here? I would, I would make the dad a uh, co-conspirator in this case and uh, sentence him probably to manslaughter. It would make sense. You cannot, you cannot be buying a gun or allowing signing paperwork that allows your kid to buy a gun when your kid is nuts, right? And you know he's got to, you know, again, hate to judge a book by the cover. For all of you who listen, who are listening, who might have facial tattoos and the rest like this kid had but uh, no that that kind of screams that you've got a some kind of mental issue 
I'm t- I did a Mike Tyson facial tattoo uh, like six, seven years ago. And, uh, you know, like a, not, not a real tattoo. Yeah. Not a, a fake not a per- yeah, not a permanent yeah. one. It was, no, it was done with henna. Right. So it was permanent for seven days uh, or thereabouts and just slowly faded out. But uh, people kept a bigger distance from me <laughs> than normal when I had that. Yeah, I could see that, that was the weirdest thing. I'd never gotten to that experience. I mean, to some people, I look intimidating to begin with. Um, you know, I have the uh, the thousand yard stare usually, but I, you know, it doesn't take long when people hear me speak to realize, oh, well, he's like Santa Claus, right? He's he's a benevolent. Uh- yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, when I had the facial tattoo on, dude. There was about a 25 foot area in front of me that was always empty because when you do a facial tattoo, that says something about your character, which is I'm not trying to fit in. Right. And I'm not trying to look pretty. I'm letting you know that if I do this to my own face, what do you think I'm going to do to your face? That's a good point to that. I had never seen. I don't know if this is a recurring bit. I just saw it on the YouTube's your favorite place, mm. which was a uh, Jimmy Kimmel show bit. You know, they do a lot of this man on the street thing where they're asking people questions. Mm-hmm. And, and in this particular one, they were asking him about athletes. And, uh, you know, the one guy was a young, you know, maybe 22 year old uh, black dude. And they're like, well, what do you think yeah. of Mike Tyson's facial tattoos? And mm-hmm. he's like, I think they're ugly as fuck. Now, of course, the bit here is. Mike Tyson is there. And as oh, this guy's oops. giving the answer, Mike Tyson is like walking up behind him next to him. And uh-huh. so as the guy's finishing, he looks next to him like, oh, <laughs> Tyson just left. before Tyson went out. He's like, yeah, he better be happy. I'm a peace loving man or something like that. Mm. But, you know, yeah, you see uh, Mike Tyson uh, interviewing Alex Jones. No. Was that good? Yeah. I, mean, I know he has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Alex Jones was just on there. Tyson's an yeah. interesting character. He is. He's got a white beard now, which I mean, it makes sense. He's that old. Yeah, he looks like a. He's starting to look nice. Although when you fuck with him on an he, airplane, he, he'll still put you back in your seat. <laughs> I'm sure, but yeah, yeah. Well, he just looks like a you know a, a black dude who's in good shape uh, of of that age where black black dudes generally on movies are giving you words of wisdom. Like the black guy with the white beard is always the character that that gives you sage advice. You the know? Morgan Freeman character, right now. Well, Morgan Freeman seems to have played an awful lot of those characters. Yes, yes. he's got the voice, he's, though. He's he's been ah, uh, you know, people say that his voice ain't all that. I mean, it's not. He's got James a decent Earl voice, Jones, but, but it's uh, not exactly. It's exactly right. He's no James Earl Jones. That would Absolutely, be a, see, that guy can talk, man. That guy had a, a very, very good voice. Um, I loved him in Conan the Barbarian. I mean, everybody, of course, knows him, Darth Vader's voice, but uh, he was, I liked him because, again, uh, I have a love affair that comes and goes with baseball in the mm-hmm. uh, the field of dreams. He was great. And mm-hmm. I think my favorite, uh, if you watch, and I know some people hate the show, some people love it, the Big Bang Theory that you know uh, i did during covid i did a marathon viewing of every season of that show now the james earl jones episode was fantastic 
mm-hmm. when Sheldon meets him and James Earl Jones is a bigger geek than Sheldon is. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great episode. It was hilarious. That show did cameos so well because everybody would play an exaggerated version of themselves. Yeah. And so you had, because uh, other shows like I remember Love Boat had cameos every episode and you got used to seeing, you know, a variety of stars cycling through there. Like, uh, Pia, what's her face? Uh, Pia Zadora. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that I know that means I'm old and I've seen the love. You are definitely old. Exactly. Don't forget Charo. For all Charo. Yeah. Gucci Gucci. Gucci Gucci. Yeah. 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 Uh, So for people that have never heard of Love Boat, you can Google it. I thought they rebooted it recently. Did they? I don't know. I don't don't even know. But it was a, it was a kind of a neat idea for a show. It was, uh, a weekly cruise and you had five people that were the staff on the cruise that were recurring characters. And then of course, because it's a cruise, you have brand new actors going through and they're the plot line characters. So they're, they're bringing their storyline arcs with them. And, uh, you know, some of them are just whatever, no name actors, but plenty of them were well-known actors that happened to be going through there. And it was a much more plausible way to do it than to have, you know, a show about people living on a farm where all of a sudden famous people keep showing up randomly. Right, right. It's like, it's a cruise ship. So it makes some, and it was at the time, it was the largest cruise ship in the world. Uh, the Pacific Princess at, uh, at the time of the show was as good as cruise ships got. Now it's, it's probably half the size of modern cruise ships. Uh, I've never been on that ship, but I've been on a few other of the, the princess ships. And did, um, you, did you find love? Did I find it? No, amazingly, I did not. I found plenty of alcohol, though. Oh, well, that's close enough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, so the idea of shows with guests going through famous people is fine. But on, on uh, Big Bang Theory, they did it really well because they they typically had the guests be just an exaggerated version of themselves. Uh, like Will Wheaton, uh, was who became a recurring character. Yes, actually playing well, Will Wheaton. Yeah, playing an asshole Will Wheaton, <laughs> much like he is in real life, from what I hear. Yeah. So, uh, and he does a great job playing those characters. I don't know why. Maybe it's all the practice, but uh, he did the same thing on a show that started off as a a web show, uh, which was the uh, what was it called the um the Guild. The Guild was a show with Felicia. What's her last name? Felicia something. I know uh, you're talking about the gamer put together. Girl. Yeah, the the kind of red haired one. And it was it started off online only, and it, and after I think two seasons, it was picked up to actually be on on TV on one of the channels. Um, but he played himself in that one as well as you know the guy that's like also into video games and sci-fi shit with a nasty personality. And so he, he does a great job playing these characters. So it was always fun. Um, Felicia day. Thank day, you. Dry that's right. Felicia day. Correct. Who, you know, used to be pretty cute back then. And once you get to the point in your career where you're just getting paid to play you, that's not mm-hmm. even really work. Well, but it's not so much a point in your career because he pretty much didn't really act a whole lot after his stint on Star Trek. 
True. And then he, he, I think he's written a number of books. He seems to be very, very woke in all the aspects of wokeness. A lot of folks are. Uh, a lot of folks from Hollywood and California certainly are. And, um, and he was definitely the most hated character on Star Trek The Next Generation, which I remember watching when it was first brand new every week. Well, because everybody's like, what are you throwing a kid into the mix for? Well, it's, he has no business being, I mean, he can live on the ship. He has no business working on the ship. Correct. But they um, wanted to capture that audience. Yeah. I'm it's like, oh, we'll get the young. No, they believe me. What captures that audience is not watching another kid. It is watching cool sci-fi shit and uniforms with low cut uh, <laughs> females. Yeah, but now it could yeah, be males in those if you're watching a Canadian Star Trek. There were males in those. If you watch Star Trek, the movie, uh, the uniforms were somewhat unisex. See, they were way ahead of their time. Well, they were predicting the future. Yeah, totally. Uh, so there, there is a, yeah, I think it was the first one. Somebody correct me. It was either the first one or maybe the the. F- fourth star trek but for sure there were uniforms where there were men walking around in dresses uh in star trek oh there's no question there mm-hmm. is no question and uh just like canadia yeah just like that you can go up there mm-hmm. you can get some maple syrup wear a dress whatever you want to do whatever feels there was good. A, wasn't there a monty python skit about that uh in the 70s probably there was a monty python yeah. skit about a lot of stuff about a lumberjack yeah wears high heels in a dress I recall something like that, but uh, it all kind of melds in together. For some Um, reason, the bookstore was always one of my favorites, which was a full bookstore. And somebody came in would would ask for a title. mm -hmm. I'd be like, books, no books. These are sold. Thank you. Good morning. And these these are sold. Yes. I I never. It's like I got to go back. And there's a lot of this stuff I watched as a kid where I think I only remember like parts of it. And uh, they don't all really make sense. But that's reality now. Hmm. Because, I mean, going back to the Highland Park shooter, there have been other people in the Chicago area, now rightfully so, aldermen, stuff like that, pointing out that, yeah, there were, and I don't remember the numbers exactly here, what, 20-something, 30-something people the kid shot and, like, Mm. a handful, like, seven dead, eight dead, something like that. Well, there were more people shot and killed in Chicago that weekend than at the parade, but Ain't nobody talking about that because the shooter wasn't a white kid who got the gun legally. Right. Exactly. But there were more shootings outside of that. But those were mainly black with no legal guns, most likely. So that's inconvenient to point that out. I think I found it. Let's see if this plays. If it it doesn't play, let me know. We are hearing silence. You're hearing silence? Yes. You do not know how to route your audio. I do. I do. Please, audio, sir. I do, I do. Uh, Okay, let's try this. See if you can hear this. No. We know the Motu can do it. God damn it. What the frick? I mean, I hear it like in the background, like coming out of a speaker or something. Yeah, it is coming out of the speaker. Uh, That that it shouldn't be. uh, This worked last time I did this. With a dude named Ben named Ben? Yeah, with a dude named Ben named Ben. On Searching Speaks. How about this? Do you hear this? Negative. Can you hear me now? No, you're like the Verizon guy all of a sudden. I can hear you now. Fine, but you don't hear anything. right now. I can see clearly now. So why would it be doing uh, about 
Let me try this. He's working with a mix minus minus C Brooklyn. How about this? Negative. Negative. Seriously, that one you should have been hearing. No. Now I can play clips that you hear, so I don't <laughs> I don't know why uh we're just um, hearing you. We're hearing the pure G experience. That is uh that is so strange because uh you're you should be definitely hearing these clips. I should be definitely hearing them, but I'm not. Wow. Okay. I may just right. be so transfixed by your voice that uh anything else just disappears. I mean literally. Maybe. I don't know. Uh worked last time. People but, are giving okay. Motu Karma in the in the troll room. Motu karma. I know, right? That's awesome. Come on, Motu, do your thing. Um I mean it could do everything. You just have to figure out how to make it do it. Well, it's not a Motu issue. It's just routing the uh yeah, the, the browser that's playing YouTube to the right thing yeah. is the issue. Yeah, you gotta get that on the right channel. Yeah, and I just went through like six different channels. You <laughs> you're like, hear none of them. them. It's not working. Like, what What the frick? I mean, if it's, you have a link, uh, you can send the link to me and then, or you can just. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I guess I could do that. But it, it should be like it's set up right here. If it's a YouTube on, video, you could just convert it to an MP3. So I'm on three. I'm on one, two. You're on five, six. Talk a little bit. One, two, three, testing. One, two, three. No, this you're is on a three, podcast. Four. That's funny. So you're on I, three, oh, four. Am I? Oh, really? That's too funny. Yeah. So maybe the one I haven't tried yet is five, six, which I thought was the one you were on, which is why I didn't try it. So let me put one, on five, two, six. Three, if, one, two. If you can hear this. Negative. Nothing. No. Okay. Well, three, four out. Like, nine, ten in is my normal channel for you. I don't know. Oh, why. nine, ten. It was set up that way. Yeah. Hmm. Because you just throw enough crap at it until it works, and then you're like, ah, I'll just leave yeah, it there. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Leave it there now, and have post-it notes with what you need to set things to. Clean feed doesn't have a facility unlike Zendesk for sending notes, does it? I do not believe it does, no. So I need to email you. <laughs> this is live podcasting. And We're live podcast. This is how it happens. This is what every live podcast does. They email messages back and forth. Or it's texting. It's all, mm-hmm. you know, that's there. There's a magical system called yep. the internet that people can communicate with. Mm-hmm. Okay. I sent you the message. Anyway, we can keep going. Uh, but it is a, a cute little song that kind of talks about Canadians. You know, wearing dresses. A cute little song about Canadians. Yeah. I don't know if there is such a thing. The uh but that that is the reality for the shootings is that this is quite normal for Chicago and this is going to get massive news coverage and people still yelling about getting guns off the street. Yeah. But the it's problem. It's, yeah, but, well, the but, problem but, is that over a this is how many months in a row? Do you see this story? That mm-hmm. how many people have been doing the background check things it's been Mm -hmm. over a million a month for months yep tons of people going to get guns and a lot of them are uh, female and minorities so this is interesting for the democrats well and it's also interesting that the guy that did the shooting is a democrat oh there's no i thought he was like a commie you know i mean that's yeah commie democrat Democrat, same same difference yeah yeah same difference my my point being that you look at the list of people he was following on his Twitter account. Were they Joe scary? Biden, really? Nancy Pelosi, no. all Democrats, not a single conservative he was following. He, he was, is one of the woke crowd. 
that is scary. I mean, who would follow Nancy Pelosi unless well, who, he was just looking would, for the uh, the big booster right? picks? Yeah. So uh, if everything about this guy screams Gen Z socialist type. Giant Redwood, the larch, the fir, the mighty Scots pine. What about my bloody parrot? The smell of fresh cut timber, the crash of mighty trees. With my best Some Canadians. By my side, we'd sing. There you go. Sing. 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 sing did I tell you, Gene. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. Catchy. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. On Wednesday, I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. He cuts down trees, he eats his lunch, he goes to the laboratory. On Wednesday he goes shopping and has buttered scones for tea. He's a lumberjack. Now this being caught in somebody's Keep head, going. this is, this is dangerous. No, it's not copyrighted. Down trees, I skip and jump. I like to press wildflowers. I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars. He cuts down trees, he skips and jumps. He likes to press wildflowers. He puts on women's clothing and hangs around in bars. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I wear a hill, suspend his hand a bra. I wish I'd been a girly, just like my dear papa. I cut down trees, I wear a hill, suspend his hand a bra. I wish I'd been a girly, just like my dear papa. There you go. Yeah, thanks for putting that in everybody's head. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it, the, the, there's a couple of things here. One is I have a great memory that for things I can't remember the names of. Uh, two is, um, boy, Monty Python over 50 years ago. Over 50 years ago and out of copyright. Uh, it's amazing that they were so ahead of their time talking about the Canadian transvestite law restriction lifting. The biggest issue I take with that is not that people do whatever the hell they want in the privacy of their own bunks or homes. In the army. Right. That <laughs> there is something to be said for the only reason the military yeah. on any level works is that everybody is the same. They're treated the mm-hmm. same. This is the cohesive unit, not a. It does not work when people start standing yeah. out. Absolutely. So and it, it's, uh, I mean, not like you would think we can bright invade wig, you like bright colored hair would be bad in the military because you're going to get shot. Uh huh. Well, yeah, they'll one definitely would, see you. That's, one would think the sniper's going to get you. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, it, it is conform and comply. That's what the military is all about. Uh, no, it, it's not. Yeah. Well, we have to have a woke military. I mean, let's see how far this works. You know, let's see how well this goes. Mm-hmm. If that's the Canadian military, I'm thinking you and I with, uh, you know, a no agenda meetup crowd could just go take over Canada. Oh, yeah. Well, they'd yell at us a lot and then say that, you know, our words are, uh, are uh, well, that, that they're uh, they're not uh, in a safe space. What, what do they call them? Yeah. Yeah. The, your your words are. 
their violence. Where's their violence? That's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Budius Deed points out this is the same Canadian army that did not allow turbans for the Sikhs. Well, fuck the Sikhs. They're religious. Oh, right. That's true. They don't like That's, the religious people. Yeah. No, no. As long no. as you're anti-religious or not religious at all, you're, you yeah. can do what you want. Yeah. As long as you're non-religious, anti-religious, then you should be fine. But um, if you do it in the name of religion, obviously you're a hateful yeah. person who needs to be expelled from the military. Yeah. 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 Canadians. Who knew? Um, I know. Right. So I. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, it seems to me like. uh world's going to hell in the handbasket as the saying goes and we're just sitting on the titanic deck chairs watching you know that everybody trying to make sure this ship gets steered into the iceberg well yeah because they believe that crashing the system is the only way to fix the system and honestly i'm kind of with them it's not a bad theory yeah i mean the great reset can work for many different people. They're hoping, obviously, the great reset basically means that middle class is destroyed and rich people once again get to be much higher up than the plebes, than the serfs. Well, but uh, there's nothing that says that has to be the case. That could definitely crash the other way around. And we're finally getting back around to the original thought I had, which was the reason Mm -hmm. that the Ukraine thing is happening is not because of Ukraine. It's not because of Russia. It's because of the Mm -hmm. Great Reset. This is, you mean, look at the reason that we're being given. Oh, why is gasoline sky high? Why is the cost at the grocery store sky high? It's the Putin Mm -hmm. price hike. Yeah. This is why this is all being done to cover what the real plan is, which is to get everybody off of fossil fuels, to not let you run your air conditioner because you're an evil person. Yep. If you want to run your air conditioner, this is what it's all about. I mean, somebody posted a map of the world with Ukraine in red and the rest of the countries in white or whatever it was. And they're like, tell Mm -hmm. me. All of this going on in the world is because of this one. I mean, it's, I know it's not a super small area, but in the grand scheme of things, this mm-hmm. one little area is responsible for all of these problems. Bullshit. Yeah. No, exactly. no, it's the Putin price hike. No. Uh-huh. Bullshit. Yeah, it's it. Well, and I've seen multiple versions of cartoons showing that, uh, you know, it, it, Putin sure seems to be running most of the western world because he's getting to dictate the the price of gas he's dictating the interest rates is dictating what how much weed is going to be available i mean it's like holy shit you know putin is doing a, a hell of a job just running the whole western world but it might it's got to be then biden that's running russia can we send him there then that would be helpful <laughs> that would be well helpful. i mean because we we all know how wise and successful Biden is and, and Russia's having just massive, uh, you know, increases in the value of their currency, the all, all the predictions about uh, Russia, you know, problems that haven't existed. There are more more items available in Russia today than in Europe. Uh, if you go to the grocery store, uh, it's. It, 
amazingly, they can afford to run their air conditioners and even to, you know, cool their swimming pools right now. But yet Germany is on the brink of a complete deindustrialization. Companies like BMW and Mercedes are going to go under. Companies have been around since pre-World War II. Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it like this is. Man, I wish I still stayed in contact with uh, one of the heiresses that I knew, but uh, uh, from Germany. But it was, it is amazing that uh, that it takes so little to go from Germany being the leading outport force of Europe from the country that was really running the EUification of Europe selling every other country an idea of do you want to be as successful as us well you got to join the European Union yeah and how's course, that working out right I mean I I suspect that uh, I don't know about countries leaving NATO because there's literally no provisions in the NATO charter to leave once you're in NATO, you're in NATO. So it's like a, it's like a really, really bad street gang. It's kind of like the mafia. Yeah. yeah. Once you're in, you're in. There is no leaving. And uh, unless you're dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and a lot of people are going there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but as far as Europe, I, there are provisions for leaving Europe. And I suspect there will be countries that end up leaving Europe. Well, that's already, yeah, we saw that with Brexit. I think they're not going to be the only ones leaving the no. EU. I suspect if Germany crashes the way that it's looking like it is, France is very likely to leave the EU because they don't want to be settled with the bills to rebuild Germany. And France has been smart enough, you know, all other jokes aside, right? But France has been smart enough to keep their, uh, their power nuclear. Um, they don't have all the greenies that Germany has that want to get rid of nuclear power plants and go to Mother Earth and, and its wind energy for their sole means of power. Well, this is the issue with what's going on here and everywhere mm-hmm. when the green energy thing is. Mm-hmm. I'm fully behind finding mm-hmm. the most Earth-friendly, efficient way to power things Mm-hmm. but you don't give up what's working until you find a better solution yeah totally then that's the problem of what's going on here not that people are mm-hmm. working at making this happen if hey if you could put up one windmill in the middle of the united states and run everybody's power that's yeah. great yep but that's not the case and it's like oh we're gonna shut all these other things down like coal plants nuclear mm-hmm. plants and then go well oh we even don't have if enough. you don't even if you don't say you're going to shut them down here in texas effectively that happens because you're artificially subsidizing wind power meaning let's say that wind power costs three times as much as coal for the same amount of energy but then the government comes in and pays 90 percent of that and now wind power looks like it's about half the price of coal right you need to look at the true cost yeah, the real cost without subsidies. And that's what's killing power production here in Texas. And uh, again, my other co host, dude, Ben named Ben, name, God damn it. I dude named ben, name ben? That's the guy. Uh, it's a running gag now that I can't pronounce his name. It's um, 
I even screwed up on, on no agenda social. <laughs> I've now talked to like two or three other Ben's. You've got the, yips. Not, not him. Yeah. So, uh, so what we, what we have is the, the coal and, uh, natural gas and all the other power production facilities have to compete with wind that is artificially lowered price due to taxes from the populace going to pay for it, which is bullshit that, you know, anytime that you're taking money from one group of people to make something cheap for another group of people, it's not actually cheap. It's a Ponzi scheme and and it should be called a Ponzi scheme because that's what it is. On its own, wind can never compete with other power sources. It's only available during limited hours. It's unavailable at random times. And even when it's fully operational, the cost of equipment to generate the same amount of energy from wind as from other sources like coal, gas, or for sure, nuclear. Nuclear is by far the cheapest, although the regulation costs in the U.S. have driven nuclear to be more expensive. Uh, but uh, wind is the most expensive power derivation. Even solar is cheaper than wind. Uh, and the reason, although it may not be given the cost of materials to make solar these days, but wind power requires, uh, it, it requires physical movement. It has parts that wear out. So they put up one of these giant windmills. Well, that lifespan of that windmill, and again, Ben would know better than I would, but it's it's under a decade. And then you gotta re put up another one. Which is rarely talked about. You need to service them on a continuous basis. If you neglect the windmill for a year, its power production will either stop or go down to a trickle. There are a lot of components that are replaced on a yearly basis, according to Ben. Which is so, also, you have to add that to the cost. Absolutely. And the only way that it, that they end up getting used, because Texas has more windmills now than the rest of the world, not combined, but any individual place, more than California, which started the whole crazy craze, more than any other country that has windmills. And it's stupid. I wish all of them would just get toppled over with some big hurricane or something, because this is the stupidest thing that Texas can possibly do. So Germany doing likewise, equally stupid, if not more so, because I don't think they have as much wind. Well, it's just ignoring the fact that it isn't efficient. It isn't cost effective. The windmills. Okay. There's the moving parts, the solar panels. I think if I'm not mistaken, also wear out. They do. You yeah, know, they all they get progressively less efficient. So right out of the box, yeah, you're getting X amount of power mm-hmm. out of it. If that is, as you just said, going progressively down from the minute you start it up, yep. Then that also has to be replaced. And this is not like a set it and forget it thing. No, no, no. And I'll, I'll tell you, back in the seventies, before solar panels really became efficient enough to even use, there were. Uh, water heating systems that utilized uh, your roof. So essentially, you'd have these black panels on your roof that would heat up in, from sunlight. And you would have a, uh, instead of a water heater, or maybe in addition to a water heater, you would have 
a pump that would pump water up to your roof to then go, you know, uh, along these, uh, these black roof panels, these water blocks, if you will. Right. Kind of like the inverse of, right. Yeah. It trying to cool down the roof by and warm up the water. And as a result, you end up having basically super cheap or free hot water. So that CPU cooling works. It's exactly like CPU cooling works. The the downside, of course, it's only available when the sun is out. So you're right. limited to about 12 hours a day. Or you less. a hot shower in the middle of the night. You got a problem. If it's cloudy, you have warm water instead of hot water. Um, you know, there's it, you're dependent on the availability of bright sunlight. So, like, this probably would work just fine in, in New Mexico or someplace. It, or in Mexico itself. Right. Places where you're in the desert and you have constant sunlight, sunlight, very few clouds, then at least for half the day, not at night, but for half the day, you would have free hot water. The, well, the dream the, on all of this is a way to capture and harness this energy that you could capture mm-hmm. so much during the day that you could become, you know, 24 hours. Even when the sun goes down, you would have enough in reserve. Yeah. But battery technology oh, is what, although there was an article today that, Somebody created a battery that uses regular sand instead of lithium, which could be very mm. interesting for situations like this. Well, regular sand is mostly silica. Well, there you go. But there's a lot of it around until people start yeah. using it, I guess, for batteries. Well, we've been using it for glass and for computer parts forever. There's always plenty more. more. It's yeah. a very abundant element for sure. Uh, but, you know, lithium isn't that rare lithium is relatively abundant it's just not cheap to extract there's and there's certainly there're certainly concentrations of lithium in different countries uh some countries get much luckier in this than others um oh the farmers farmers in the netherlands oh they're getting mad. shot at yeah. they're getting shot at by the police well you know i say let them starve. So if you're a farmer in the Netherlands, fuck those people. Why would you feed somebody shooting at you? It's going to be a... Uh, what are they going to do when there's no produce in the stores? Because God knows... Well, then more people have their will be produce. shooting. Well, there may be. Maybe there will be more shooting. But I suspect, uh, you know, the farmers have way more power than they've been exercising. And they need to keep standing up. I'm totally on the side of the farmers on this one. I've... Adam will attest to this. I've watched farm porn videos from the Netherlands. That's not like, you know, horses and things. That's watching farming <laughs> equipment. I know where you were thinking. No, I wasn't, but thank you, you were for, totally, you were for suggesting that. Yeah, well, you were definitely thinking that. I, I can I can tell. Uh but that was a um uh the there's some beautiful videos done with um with uh, quad hop copters uh flying over like you know tulip harvests and things like that very cool so i i've I've watched those many times and so trying to defarm the netherlands which historically is a country that that has its biggest natural resource i think is water uh it has plenty of water it has good soil they can farm there 
and trying to say, yeah, there's nitrogen pollution, so we shouldn't be farming is insane. It is crazy. Uh, while there may be nitrogen pollution, and what they're talking about is uh, nitrides and nitrates, not nitrogen, the gas, the element nitrogen, which some people are confusing, but uh, nitrates are, are a, a side effect of um, predominantly animal farming. It's one of the waste products, and it's, it's a waste product from animal farming, but it's a fertilizer product for all other types of farming. And the problem, this has happened in California as well, is that when you have large amounts of farmland close to residential areas, you have that nitrogen getting into the water. You get nitrates in the water. Um, and that is definitely problematic. So the solution, it seems to me, for the Netherlands is not, hey, we have uh, nitrates in the water. Let's stop farming. It is, hey, how about we get some better water purification technologies here? Pure water like they, they could literally do desalination uh, using the seawater that is on the entire northern coast of the country and all the dams that they have and provide clean, totally pure drinking water from the ocean for their entire populace and not have to get drinking water out of streams and rivers that might have runoff from the farmland. That would be a very, a very good solution of being able to continue farming and have better water supply. The issue here is the water contamination. It is not farmers. Yeah, I wouldn't think it was the farmers. I mean, they're doing God's work. But what their solution is, is to eliminate like 70% of farms in the Netherlands. That's the goal. That this, well, this again is the goals are being made in a way to push people towards things they don't want to do, like eat bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bug farming. That's much better than cow farming. I was just looking up our comment bill. I haven't looked at this, so I can't tell you exactly when this jumped. Except, mm-hmm. I mean, I looked this up when I was doing the uh, Ethereum mining, which was maybe a year ago, which it was like seven and a half cents per kilowatt hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now it is nine over nine and a half. So that's a pretty big jump. That's yep. like a 20 percent jump. Which explains why the cents uh, per kilowatt hour or nine and a half cents of Ethereum. No, of the, this just what the uh, that is the supply charge now. Because so I remember looking, the electricity went up by twenty percent. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it seems that uh, if my math is correct. That's about right. Mm. You know, plus taxes yeah. and fees and all that, which makes our uh, our monthly electric bill two hundred and fifty nine dollars. Well, it's still cheaper than mine. But well, yeah, I'm you're in the middle AC of hell. all the time, right? Well, yeah. that was there was an article on one of these uh, leftist leaning, obviously, uh, tech sites, which. You know, I don't even mm. think you have to mention that. If you say tech site, it's almost always. Yeah, left. it's obviously left leaning. Yeah, totally. they're like you know things you could stop using to save money, and they're like, oh, your central air costs about fifty six cents an hour to run, and I'm like, mm-hmm. twenty four hours a day, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know that's what I'm podcasting for to be able to pay to run the air conditioning. That's that's well, about has it. Any, has anyone contributed? 
Now, there's been some, yeah. We can thank those people if you'd like. Well, I figured if they're paying for your electric bill, you ought to. <laughs> right, because if you stop paying, if you stop mm-hmm. donating, the electric goes off and then, you know, hell, and you can't do a podcast. Exactly. But our buddy Sir Nubbin comes in and uh, he's a big, mm. big donor on other shows. Big, he big donor. Came in with $26.25 <laughs> and it's, he came in with a very confusing note. I don't know, maybe... Uh-oh. Okay. Maybe you can break this down for me. Maybe the uh, the troll room at noagendastream.com okay. can help me with this. Understand this has to yeah. be code in some way, shape or form. The note okay. read and I quote, Sir Gene rocks End quote. Hmm. I, I don't understand what that means. I don't either. I mean, I don't, I don't really play the rock and roll free show. That's kind of your thing. So what is he referring to? I don't know. Sir Gene rocks. So I, I'm confused. Does he, does he think we sound alike? And he's he's heard the rock and roll pre-show, and he thinks I'm on that. Maybe he does. He's a big donor on the rock and roll pre-show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate Sir Nubbin. And yeah. obviously well, he likes I'll, your half here. I'll make sure I play songs you like on the next one. There, Sir Nubbin. I will say that uh, No Agenda Social. You know, the every now and then you have to do the blatant. Uh, post asking for people to listen to all of your podcasts mm-hmm. if you have more than one as i do mm-hmm. and everybody's pretty positive about all the shows they're just like it's it's just a slightly different everybody seems to think bemrose and i have the best back and forth on grumpy old beds but it seems like well, you've been married for five now. years of course you do yeah it's a little longer but you were coming in as a close longer second. than five how many years no it's only been a couple of years less than two i think the, no you were doing grumpy old ben's more than two years no no I mean, we, we well, went, i've heard it more than two years we very quickly went to two shows a week which oh made that's those, right you did say that i sent you a message when you first started saying hey i should be a guest on here and didn't right and didn't you uh say you never heard of grumpy old ben's a little earlier in the show yeah yeah i did no, that's correct no, no, i think you missed some mispronounced it is no, what your name, that was it's come back here uh when it's was clearly a mispronunciation Episode number one was April 12th, 2019. Ah, okay. So three years. Three. Okay. Well, that sounds more, more realistic. But people overall and no agenda social like all the shows, including this one, even though they call it the Russian apologist hour, some. Well, only, only one Polish gold thief would call it that. And you are bringing the, uh, the backing for it. So if they just don't want to believe what's out there in the world, if they don't want to believe the news from vetted sources that i don't know news deniers all of them yes right our buddy dare you be a news denier Chudakuki coming in with his ten dollar monthly and that's appreciated mm-hmm. as well as a johnny hipwell with his 333 says unrelenting please johnny from canada nice well we appreciate well you appreciate all those because you're getting them but uh yeah and net net Thank, just boost a grand guys yeah i love unnerving with danny k and gene autry if gene you was know, gene autry he'd be so much cooler <laughs> with the cowboy hat well you have to keep the beard i have though. a cowboy hat see there you go we need there's, like, a, photos. there's a photo of me. i i have photos have i not shared photos of me in the cowboy hat i don't think so yeah uh, yeah i do there's no agenda that. social is good for so many things. I mean, you post so many as links, that would be great. As soon as we get a thousand dollar donation, I'll be happy to post a photo of me in a cowboy hat. Or or not, if you would prefer, if you get to the thousand dollar <laughs> level and just be like, never release that photo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whichever you prefer. But uh, uh, there, I think there's a photo of me that I can probably scrounge up 
wearing a cowboy hat and a cowboy shirt with a like a uh, Mo Betta shirt, one of those. With a, the thirty-two ounce um, uh, fillet in front of me on the plate. Oh, and you down that baby? Of course, I down that baby. Are you kidding? Make that big old was it ribeye uh, tomahawk uh, or something good? Yeah, I don't like ribeye. What are you into? Filet mignon. Oh, the oh, come on! A fillet's like a girl's steak. Not when it's thirty-six ounces. It's not. That's a big damn fillet. Mm-hmm. You, did you just say like give me the whole tenderloin and just make did, it? Yeah. Just make yep. a tenderloin. Well, this was at a restaurant, but yeah, I I do that. I buy tenderloins. You just make them whole and like that's just like one. Did stick. we not talk about this like a year ago? I could have sworn we, we talked, talked about, about you buying beef tenderloin. Yes, I don't know if we ever talked yes. about if you just consume them all as one big piece. Well, no, no, no. I mean, a, a tenderloin's about five six pounds, dude. The tenderloin right. is you can is do not- that one piece you can no, do I'm that not gonna in one eat sitting. five pounds in one sitting oh come on five no. pounds of filet I can, I can eat two pounds of steak in one sitting but i don't i i don't think i could eat more than that and i sure as hell don't want to be throwing up steak <laughs> no that would be wasteful totally wasteful so you only eat as much as you can which is you know two pounds or less Support and typically the show. fillets are like freaking yeah the girl ones you're talking about are six ounces that's that's like you know a Little third fillet. of a pound a half a cup of uh, cottage cheese and boom, you've got a meal. I like cottage cheese. It's not bad. Still, I, well, when's the la- I know you're not doing it right now. When's the last time you did lemon? Uh, it's been a while. I need to pick up another bag. I keep forgetting now. Once you get uh, off of it, it's you, you kind of like, oh, you forget. Okay. I need to get the blender back up in the place I need it to be. So I remember like, oh, let's do the let's do the lemon thing again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh we are a value for value podcast if you'd like to help us out and we hope you do unrelenting.show and i was really excited the other day when it comes down to the satoshis in the lightning system mm-hmm. because i went to up my nord vpn it was expiring and mm. I, t- I know i talked about this over on grumpy old bands but not everybody listens to that not everybody no and you could always pay with Bitcoin. But when I went to pay with Bitcoin, there was a little slider that's like, would you like mm. to pay with the lightning? And I was like, mm. hell yeah, I would. Huh? They took lightning payment. It was like two years really? of NordVPN with a terabyte of online storage for two years. And that was like a hundred bucks. And the lightning payment processed within like milliseconds. It was beautiful. Mm hmm. Which is the biggest problem with the Bitcoin payments are like, oh, wait, it could take up to an hour for this to process. Yeah, that's that is an issue. It's always been an issue because Bitcoin is uh, it has to go on the blockchain, which takes time. It is not instant, which I think is the main reason that lightning was created and named lightning. Because quick. it is as quick as lightning. It just kind of happens. And it was just, there was a uh, coin something or was obviously not coinbase uh there is a service you can sign up for i got an account off to see what they charge yep. but it's like if people just start accepting that for payment for various things online that would be really cool mm-hmm. comic strip blogger just uh sent a boostergram 1533 careful gene wants to steal alaska and give it to russia <laughs> that's true he's right about that okay yes. so we do want to give away th- alaska. there is some there is some proof to say that the the purchase contract of Alaska was never actually signed. Ooh. Yes. 
So you want that land back for the there, mother? There are no signed copies of the purchase agreement in either U.S. or in Russia. So that that was a theoretical deal that was never truly consummated. And Alaska is still part of Russia. That uh, so that means those Americans up there hope I they might find not be Americans. Hilarious that CSB is listening. CSB loves your show, and mm-hmm. uh, Bully Steed. 3333 sats and uh, ride the lightning and actually just got this uh, from the post office yesterday forgot to open yeah, I can it up hear paper you sound like uh rush limbo now uh also uh from bully nice steed that's a six dollar and 96 cent check from bully steed for the show so we'll add that to uh today <laughs> yes okay see now now you finally got the sound effects working. Congratulations. <laughs> it only took Gene, what's it, an hour and a half today to get that working? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But thank you, Bully Steed. And uh, I found the problem. And I was I've I was I had the headphones plugged into or set to the wrong mix. And I was sending you just my microphone, not the full mix. Oh, see, we were just getting the full gene experience. Well, you still are, but now you're also getting the sound effect experience. Audio routing is not easy, but I actually think it, it is easy. Even the musicians can do it. I think the fact that comic strip blogger listens is an, is an, a testament to the fact that I bring a great portion of the show and he can happily love, listen to my port part. And then he hate listens to yours and it mm-hmm. just equals out in the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, that. That probably has got a little bit of truth to it. I think there's a little bit of hate listening going on there as well. And uh, but JCD on no agenda yesterday. He he poked the bear though. He poked CSB. Did he? What did he say? They were talking. I, I'm I'm as usual. I'm two episodes behind. They were talking about the art, of course, and mm. uh, and Adam said that uh, JCD really liked one of the comic strip blogger things, but. Uh, you know, Adam hates CSB, so of course they they couldn't uh, they couldn't use it. And uh, JCD said he loved his <laughs> Slavic brother. That was so. I mean, there was, uh-huh. was nice. Bemrose is talking about putting together a bingo card for the art uh, segment, and mm. one of the boxes definitely has to be mentioned CSB. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a constant. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I I think CSB mainly, rather than liking you or hating me, enjoys hearing his name be on the live stream. Well, he likes to get his shows promoted, and that's what these shows on the No Agenda stream get is a little bit of a kickback yeah. from everybody else. Well, although it's not really his show. I mean, he's not really on it. He writes it, though. He's the producer and yeah, writer. Yeah, he's the writer. He may be the producer, but, you know. Gwyff is the really, performer. Gwyff is the, the talent. talent. Gwyff right. is the talent. So if you want to listen to Gwyff, you can listen to the show that CSB writes. But, um, you know, ultimately, to have a podcast, you need to be on the podcast. It's like, you know, you you don't have a podcast named the Joe Schmo podcast that that Tim Pool is on. You have the Tim Pool podcast. Yeah, but to be fair, Tim Pool would read anything you sent him for the right amount of money. Well, he definitely reads the same VPN crap that you do. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even read those because we don't even have a. Uh, uh, we don't even have a sponsor, but yet you're still reading it. I just use the and service. How about how how awesome the service is because they accept lightning. That's a fucking ad. I don't do pretend love it's the not. lightning thing. We accept uh-huh. lightning. They accept lightning. 
Bully Steed, who just boostagrammed and sent us a check, says, please speak about Sergene's post on No Agenda Social showing how EU breaking up Ukraine and how the Swiss got the Baltic coast. Somebody is obviously following. Oh, you yeah, that was and funny. That attention. Was, that, yeah. So it's basically it's a, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but Bully Steed is. So that's a plus. I know you're not. You're not totally doing that. Um. Yeah, so I posted a map of Ukraine in different regions with different European flags on there. This is not a funny meme. This is actually a slide from a conference. I can't remember which of the conferences they had. Oh, right. This was the one about you said a bunch of uh, like one world order guys are breaking up mm -hmm. Ukraine. Yeah. See, I did see that post. Well, or somebody just said that in the in the troll room. That, that would I'm be easy to, but from. no, I, I saw that one. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot, but mm -hmm. I see I saw that one. Yeah, so the context, and I'm totally trolling here, which is why I didn't put the context in there, but I can tell you the context on here is that these are the regions that they've decided will be the partner zones for the rebuilding of Ukraine and which country will be partnering with which region of Ukraine and providing the funds and the manpower for rebuilding. And what was funny about it was that Poland, instead of getting, you know, Western Ukraine, something that's nearby, something that used to be part of Poland anyway, they're on the very opposite side in the easternmost Ukraine. Um, so they have to go rebuild that area? In Donetsk. Yeah. So Poland has to rebuild Donetsk. Isn't which that has the mainly most dangerous area? Damaged. I don't know about dangerous, but it's the one that's been the most damaged by the Nazis in Ukraine. Because that's what they've been shelling is Donetsk, Lugansk and Donetsk. But so they got Poland, scammed into taking on the worst part. Poland is complaining like you wouldn't believe about this because it's not fair that they have to go and partner up and help rebuild Donetsk. You know, this is all like post the Zelensky victory when, when they're just about to capture all of Russia. Now everyone can focus on rebuilding Ukraine as, um, well, I guess you guys know him as Zelensky, but the letter Z has been banned. So I refer to him as Olensky. <laughs> no, that um, was Saul Olensky was the guy that Obama taught the, uh, you know, the, the guy that wrote the book that he dedicated mm -hmm. to the devil about socialism and all, all of those kind of practices. Well, he was, he was, uh, Ukrainian. So there you go. Solinsky uh, was Ukrainian. That yeah, okay, you know makes that? sense. No, I yeah. don't. Mm -hmm. I pick up little things here and there, but now all things are starting to make all sense. All things are making sense. So, so yeah, this is creating quite the controversy because the Polish government is is totally not interested in, in rebuilding Eastern Ukraine, even like post victory, and assuming that that now Ukraine is fully liberated from Russia, even though the the people that actually live in Ukraine are waving Russian flags and, and bringing food to the soldiers as they're coming in to liberate him from the Nazis. But it is, it is just more European stumbling over their own feet and, um, uh, and trashing their economies, which Europe was always, you know how people say, well, most Americans are living like one paycheck away from bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. Paycheck to paycheck. And with Europe. about uh, huge mortgages and yeah, usually yeah, about yeah. 10, 20,000 in credit card bills. Well, and, and Europe has been living that way for decades. 
and the crazy thing about it is not only are they one paycheck away from bankruptcy, which is becoming very evident right now, and the UK's government is just the first one to fall. The German government's probably going to fall. The Dutch government's probably going to fall. There's going to be a lot of governments that end up falling in Europe over the next this well this year, the next six months. Uh, but yeah, they're they've have been living one paycheck away from bankruptcy and they're spending the money that they do have with russia because all of europe somehow have managed except for france france being the crazy exception here but the rest of europe is dependent on energy imports from russia i was like i didn't even realize that that many european countries couldn't supply their own energy any other way I thought they were still buying energy from, you know, uh, the Middle East, from Saudi Arabia and all these other places. Apparently not. Apparently everybody's just sucking down Russian gas. Well, I didn't understand. There was a report that the United States was sending millions of barrels of oil from the reserve over to Europe and China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody will have to explain that one. Well, this was. So I don't know how accurate this is, but this is what I've heard on a couple of different channels is um, somebody in the Biden administration decided that a good way to fuck Russia would be to lower the price uh, of oil or uh, natural gas, well, energy in general, lower the price by uh, dumping kind of with what Japan was accused of doing with us. And then China has been accused of doing with the U.S by dumping product for cheap. And so they tapped the strategic reserves of the U S and then sold off a bunch of that at lower than market prices in the hope that this would start driving prices down overall and screw Russia out of the high profits that it's seeing. And instead what happened of course, is that China said, Ooh, ooh I'll buy that. And bought out the majority of it. Some still managed to go to Europe. But effectively, we just depleted a good chunk of our strategic reserves that are meant not for peacetime. They're meant for natural disasters or wartime. The, the, the whole point uh, of having these reserves in the U.S. is not to play with. It's not to try and affect pricing. It is to make sure that there's still a supply here in case of either a natural disaster or wartime, something that is beyond predictable factors and and not really easily controlled. And the Biden administration is treating this like it's their piggy bank, like, oh, well, we can just go and sell that. Right. Like it's a pawn to play in this game. And they didn't even it didn't work. That's the. uh, Really, the the lowest the lowest approval rating of any president, including Jimmy Carter at this point, Uh huh. even amongst Democrats, even the low, even amongst Democrats, but overall lower than any past president ever. And so, uh, he, he's gotten notorious, uh, at this point in his administration, but they don't care. They don't care. They know he's in there for another two years. They can do whatever they want. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, they're probably already thinking that there's a a chance um, of losing both the House and the Senate. 
Now, some people think that it'll be a complete blow blowout and the Senate and the House will go full on Republican. I've been saying for a long time, I just don't see it because I fully expect there to be election. What was the phrase? Election. Improprieties? Uh, no, no, no. They, they had a nice phrase for it. The Democrats did. It was uh, in, reinforcement or something like that. It was essentially ensuring that the elections go the right way. And so I think a lot of these races will be much closer than what people on the right are assuming is going to be the case, because there will be plenty of people willing to do, quote, whatever it takes, unquote, to ensure that their guy wins. So uh, don't assume that there will be a blowout in the House or the Senate. I I don't think uh, there might be slim margins in both. Uh, But remember. Those slim margins don't even matter because most of the Republicans are rhinos. Yeah, like, there's literally no question over there. half, over 50% of people with an R next to their name are rhinos. And at this point, every time I get a mailing from one of my local rhino politicians here uh, for Texas, I just reply back with enjoy your last term. <laughs> you know, there, I've always said it would be kind of interesting if you knew how to play this game right. You mm-hmm. could retake a state like California or Illinois mm-hmm. by having a bunch of conservatives. Once you realize they're conservatives in high school, college, like go out there, act mm-hmm. liberal, act really liberal, mm-hmm. win your local seats, win the governorship, win the House seats, and then the state Senate. And then after we've gotten you all in, then you go, yeah, actually, we're we're not. We're not liberal at all. Yeah. And that's literally what, what the rhinos do all the time. They, they are liberal and they pretend, pretend to, be to be more conservative than they actually are. They get elected and they get an office. They have an R next to their name, but they vote with the Democrats. I believe and that is very typical because most conservatives don't want to lie from the get go. Right. It's hard to keep where that their beliefs are. They want to say, look, this is why I believe in it. If you believe in it too, vote for me. Whereas the liberals know that ah, it's a strongly conservative area. We're not going to get elected unless we lie. Okay. Let's That's just fine. Lie. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, how many, how many clips of Joe Biden do we have with him being pro-life? How many clips yeah. of him do we have talking about how he's not going to put the, the miners who are mining coal out of work? Yeah. How many clips of him do we have talking about his support for Detroit and for the auto industry? I don't think Joe knows where he is. I think. If the Republicans do win big at the midterms, mm-hmm. that Joe Biden's days are numbered, I would bet he will find a health reason mm-hmm. to step down. Now, that leaves Kamala, which is not good, but I could see them wanting to do that for yeah. the simple reason of, okay, Kamala, even with Democrats, total. Mm-hmm train wreck they may want to give her a year and a half or so Mm -hmm. to try to prove she can act presidential and hope that maybe they'd be able to hold that but Mm -hmm. because they know biden's not going to win again right now maybe kamala if you give her a vice president that's not totally woke and insane Mm -hmm. but that's a lot to ask in the Democrat Party right now. I don't. I mean, she's just crazy. 
I don't yeah. know any other way to describe it. Her crazy laugh yeah. and her inability to put a sentence together. Oh, my God. She was up here in Highland Park after the shooting and like, well, everybody's going to take this seriously. Like you're taking it serious because you were forced to take it seriously. The serious situation. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what are you saying? She, she, I don't know if it's brain damage from drug use. It could or- be. Maybe she's been roofied too many times by and, and I will Brown. Say, I think I don't there's know. A, I'm all for because I know there's a lot of people in the no agenda audience and our audience that smoke pot. I'm fine with people doing that, but I don't know if I want I the leader of the free world beyond doing it. smoking pot, though. They could I think be. She's got something more serious happening here. You know, and there's a difference, I guess, you know. between doing it recreationally and, you know, on the weekends and and then going mm-hmm. to work for the week. There's a big difference. You know, it's like drinking. Same thing. You don't want a drunk in the White exactly. House either. Dude, you don't want a drunk working for you. And no. I don't care. Again, I don't really don't care what people do in their privacy or their home. But what I do care about is when perform. somebody has a job to do, yeah. they should not be inebriated by any means while they're doing that job. Right. Now, Adam will say that all his podcasts have been yeah, but it's, he's a creative, he's you know, right and he's a creative guy and it's a creative work and it's fine for that well and i'll go beyond that this is also why adam doesn't have a job he doesn't <laughs> work for somebody he works for himself this is why he doesn't have the nuclear codes well that too right but you know it's it's a lot easier to do something just for yourself and even better if people like what you're doing uh then yeah, to i mean try and, adam curry is the willie nelson of podcasting uh yeah probably i i don't see a problem with saying that willie's well known for being good at what he does and for smoking pot yeah and adam is also well known for being, being good, good at, at what, he, what does he does and smoking pot you know yeah. that's it and they're both texas you know so there you go now anyway yeah 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 exactly well and well, and willie relocated to texas he didn't start there where is he from originally? I don't he, remember. Well, he came through Nashville and he it was him and Waylon that decided Nashville sucked. So they both ended up moving to Austin. But I and thought Willie was here originally. I don't think sure so. He wasn't. Oh, okay. He was in, he was, in, he went to, Na- I mean, you see the early pictures of Willie Nelson. He is like yeah, straight yeah. laced without the, it's like, it, well, he was more like Johnny Cash. Look, he was very straight laced. Uh, hell of a songwriter. He was yeah. born in Abbott, Texas. There you go. So he he, he is a local. He is a Texan, yes. I mean, then I think he went Abbott to Nashville. is like a little tiny town just outside of Austin. But then he went to Nashville, but then came back and relocated his base mm-hmm. to Austin. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he was traveling for a long time. He, did, he was married a lot, a lot of different women, <laughs> four, four of them, I believe. One of them, uh, uh, one the of them, years. like... If, if, Tied him up in the bed and beat him with a baseball bat. I mean, there a was, lot of people like that. There were some There's, stories. Uh, he's got seven kids. I mean, Willie's been through it. He's done a lot. Of- and he one of really the, most, the same guitar. Yeah, well, Trigger Baby. That is one. Mm-hmm. The amount of work. I think there's a documentary about it. The there amount is. Of work I've, I've watched that documentary. Yeah. That's gone into that guitar. Yeah. But when it's, you hear Willie Nelson, it's like, it's very similar to. Like Mark Knopfler for me, the minute you hear the guitar, you know who's playing it. Mm-hmm. And Willie, I mean, okay, it's because of the type of guitar that he plays is a little unique, but you know Willie's style. And yeah. 
he does not get the credit he deserves yeah. for the vocal phrasing either. He's very much Sinatra-esque in mm-hmm. his vocal phrasings. You can't get much better than Willie. I mean, I remember going to see Willie when I was like 10 years mm. old or so. I wondered why the, the crowd smelled so strange, but now I know. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you kind of you do kind of wonder. That. I remember the first time I smelled pot, uh, which is probably in the 70s. And uh, I was like, who the fuck is burning rubber tires? What the hell are they thinking? There's a big music <laughs> event here. We're all sitting here listening to this band. And some idiot nearby is burning rubber tires. What's going on? Yeah, it was not a pleasant smell. It was that was a unique smell at the very least. Yeah. But that was the great thing. You know, I think about Willie and still is, as far as I know, the crowds that he brings in all types, you know, from accountants mm-hmm. to just uh, hippies to bikers. It's and everybody has a good time and gets along. Yep. Because you have, yeah, you have that I've one thing in common. Music. I've always liked his music. He's a hell of a writer. He is. If you've never caught Willie, you missed out. I've seen him a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And just a hell of a band, too. And the, he, the fact that he looks, you know, maybe he's finally starting to look a little older. But he went through a phase from between, like, 40 to 80. Mm-hmm. Where he didn't change at all. Like forty to eighty, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The look from when the, he when he got kind of white in his beard and stuff, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. He always well, looked you can, like you he's can old. always kind of tell by his braids uh, uh, because uh, I don't know if people realize this if you if you're shaving all the time you don't notice it but when you have like a long beard the way I do uh, the color of your hair changes so it's not like you go from brown hair to white hair overnight. The the color, if you look at a long hair, whether it's a you know on your head or on your beard or anywhere else, you can see that the the change in coloration over time. And so, like on my beard, I got plenty of brown hair towards the the tips of the beard. So you could remember those halcyon days. Yeah, well, and then you you trace that single hair back, and you're like, oh, like four inches up, it kind of starts going gray, and then. Like eight inches up, it's pure white. That was when we start doing the podcast. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's wet, straight white. The stress, exactly. it'll kill you. Podcasting Stressful. is not well, for the faint of heart. That's funny it's to hear stuff like that. Life will kill you, ultimately. Oh, yeah. that's Nobody you gets wanna, out alive. You want to die, don't live. Pretty much. Pretty much. And that is where a lot of this stuff gets lost in the shuffle, where people want to yeah. start fighting about crazy stuff. Or, mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how do you want to live? That's the question. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what you're doing kill you. I mean, there's a lot of people I'm assuming that think it's crazy for the people that voluntarily go into the military. I mm-hmm. know what people, a lot of people think race car drivers are crazy, although the safety has gotten mm-hmm. a lot better. It's still you're doing a job that, you know, things could go horribly wrong in an instant, yeah. yet they still do it and love it because that's living, not. Yep. You know, if you just want to sit in a room and hide your whole life, well, okay, you might live a little longer, although probably not because there's other health problems associated with that. But this concept of no, no, we have to we have to clear the country of all guns. I mean, there was the former prime minister of Japan was assassinated in Japan, an area where guns are. He's technically not dead yet, but no, I thought he was. I thought he was. Let's see. Uh, I thought that he was in a coma. Uh, Dies after being shot. 
Oh, does According. it say dies? Okay. Yes. All right. Fine. Last uh, last I saw was he was uh, in a coma. Yeah. I mean, he, this is uh, this is the kind of insanity that goes on even in Japan, who was disarmed after you know we dropped the bomb mm-hmm. on him. They well, do not allow was, handguns. I, from my at all. understanding, it was a it was a shotgun. Yes, which shotguns are allowed? Yeah. Which you know, which shotguns? Ironically. Or maybe not ironically, I don't know. The shotguns rarely used in the United States for mass murder. Much easier to commit mass murder with a shotgun. I really don't understand why they're not as popular for mass murders. Because the news pushes those AR 15s. So everybody yeah. thinks that's what we want. It's really not. The AR 15 uses a fairly small round. The reason that the U.S. military adopted that round, uh, the. Uh, the 223 or, or um, the 556 round, depending on which measurement you use, is actually in analysis of post World War II, it was determined that it is better to wound a man and take two to three people out that are rescuing him than to kill a man who will be left on the battlefield. So if you want to maximize the amount of your enemy not shooting back at you, you have to go for wounds, not deaths. And the best way to do that is by using what amounts to a 22 caliber bullet, which is what a uh, uh, AR-15 uses. It's a um, it's that diameter. It's slightly larger than the small 22s that maybe people have shot. But but it's only longer. It's not wider. So it's a two two three bullet, and the intent of that using a round like that was twofold: one, more wounding than killing, and two, more rounds because it's lighter to be able to be carried by an infantryman. So if because in World War Two and previous wars, uh, all countries used traditional hunting rifle rounds which are significantly bigger like in the u.s it would have been a 30 30 round um which i I think the the m1 rifles used uh and so there was a there these two problems were solved by going to a small round so what that means is if you're using uh a rifle that is chambered in the same round like an air 15 is uh, you're basically doing a, you're trying to be a mass murderer by using a gun and rounds that were utilized by the military, not to, not to kill, but to maim. You're, you're, you're making your job harder. Uh, if you use either larger rounds that are more typical of hunting rounds, most of those shots would be death shots. They wouldn't be uh, wounds that could be treated. Um, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse took out uh, that uh, that guy that was attacking him, his um, bicep. Had that been a larger caliber round, he would have probably taken out his entire arm and cracked the bone. and. Um, you know, the guy would have bled out very quickly and been dead. 
because it was a smaller round coming out of an AR-15, he certainly caused physical trauma, but that trauma didn't lead to the death of that person. And with a shotgun, you have two options. You can have an even larger size projectile at a slug, which is usually a one ounce lead, uh, you know, bullet shape or potentially a, a big round ball bearing, ball bearing shaped round that will put a very large hole into somebody. And even if you don't hit a major organ, the size of the hole, the wound channel that you're causing is going to bleed out that person very quickly. Very, very high uh, probability of, of death, even if you're not accurate. Or you could be shooting uh, buckshot, which are BBs, basically, uh, that are packed into a single round. And there you have a much wider cone of death because it's, you know, it's uh, the, the idea there is it's not going to go as far and it's not going to be as accurate, but there's a lot more rounds. So you're basically shooting the equivalent of eight or maybe even up to 12 uh, bullets that are about the size of what an, uh, what an AR-15 has. Well, it's spray and pray just with one shot. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of prey happening because uh, at the, the distances you're talking about in all of these uh, mass murdering situations, you're very close. The only one that was from a large distance was the Vegas shooting, which really didn't seem like a mass murder situation, but more of a uh, gun deal gone bad situation. There was a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of weird things with that Vegas shooting. Right. Until this kid uh, in, in Highland Park who went up on a roof. Yeah. Well, from the roof, how, how tall of a roof? I think it was like a three-story building. Yeah. I mean, even that three-story building, you're close enough with a shotgun, you're going to kill people. True. You uh, might have had better coverage. You might have had much more people getting hit. Uh, the other thing is that this, this latest shooting is that he did not use an AR-15, even though that was what was reported initially. Uh, what he used, it looks like, was actually kind of a cool rifle, but not a horribly good quality one that is foldable. And Trying to sneak uh, it in? Well, I mean, he dressed in ladies' by, clothes, so we're right back to made Canada. By, it's made by Caltech. Um, they are known for making mediocre quality, but very innovative guns. They've always are coming up with interesting concepts for guns. Uh, like they had a, uh, pump action shotgun that, that, that had like two, I don't think it had two barrels. I think it had one barrel, but two different chambers, uh, for storing rounds. So somewhat unusual. Um, but anyway, the, the bottom line is, yes, if you're going to be at a big distance like the Vegas shooter or the shooter at the, uh, the, the mass murder in Texas here in uh, University of Texas many, many years ago, then you want that distance. But even still, you would do much better using a hunting rifle, which nobody ever talks about banning, than you would uh, in, you know, an AR-15 style gun. And there are variants like the AR-10 uses larger size rounds from a gun that looks visually very similar to an AR-15. 
Well, so people, you could you could go that route. But I think mostly people buy these guns because they look cool. Well, that's not because it. they're actually the best tool for the job. Right. Well, it's because that's what the news told them they should be using. Well, in movies, and that's what the military uses. So you're thinking like, oh, that'll be cool. Good luck buying the new military guns. The the new army contract that SIG got, SIG Arms, uh, for their new hybrid rifle. First of all, uses first of all the gun right now is going for about five thousand dollars. Damn. In the civilian version. I gotta imagine the military version is even more expensive, but in the civilian version, it's they're going for about five grand. Uh, which is, you know, single shot. So you're you there's no auto fire. And the um the ammunition that it uses right now is not self-reloadable and very hard to get because it uses a a new, relatively new technology uh, bimetal cartridge that has a much higher PSI pressure inside the uh, cartridge. So the cartridge can't just be a typical brass cartridge. So good luck emulating and LARPing that gun it's going to be very expensive at least for a while maybe 10 15 years from now those prices will have come down or maybe the inflation will have made it so a five thousand dollar gun is what isn't totally normal maybe that's because that's what all the guns are six hour makes nice stuff that's i've got the uh the p320 which is the civilian Mm. version of the military pistol that is too funny that's exactly the same bun that gun that dude named ben uh just talked about buying nice it's a nice nice pistol My wife, because she has small hands, has a little P365. I mean, some of these uh-huh. guns look like toys, man. I mean, it, they do. it is kind of scary. You got to know what's wow, real and what's what the not. The gun industry is clearly appealing to children by making guns looking like toys. <laughs> yes, obviously. Yeah, don't be spreading those rumors, man. Uh-huh. Obviously. You should have uh, a gun. You should learn how to yeah. use it. You should treat it with the respect that it deserves. Yeah. But you deserve to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I get maybe there are people who wouldn't want to carry it around. But mm-hmm. having one at home, you know, if somebody breaks in your house, you, the police are a few minutes away and you might not have that kind of time. The police are half an hour away. Let's face it. If you're lucky. Yeah. And their real job, as we saw with the uh, the mass shooting in the school previously, is not to actually stop the shooter. Their job is to collect evidence after the fact. Well, yeah. So we can prosecute or not. Or not. Oh, as this the case this, may be like this kid in Highland Park. He'll. I don't think there's any question that he's a psych case. Yeah. And I'm just surprised. I guess he jumped into his mom's car, drove to Wisconsin, ditched his cell phone up in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. but he was planning on going to shoot up a parade or something in Wisconsin as well. And Hmm. then just decided to turn around and come home, which it's like, you know, you're going to get caught, right? I mean, I Mm -hmm. don't know the whole turning around and coming home thing, but again, psych case. So, uh, I think the only question with the mass shooting is whether you die afterwards by either suicide or police or whether you survive and, and are in prison for life right. or maybe, you know, I don't know how many states have death penalty these days. Illinois but, doesn't. So, I mean, again, you're taking yeah. away the stick. Yeah. But e- either way, it's like you can't, you know, it, it's totally different to do a mass shooting like that than like, I remember the, the DC sniper that we had who was trying oh, right. to stay hidden and he wasn't shooting up, you know, dozens of people all at once. He was shooting cars, right? One going person by. at a time. Yeah. 
uh, and uh, it turned out to be a black dude. So that was not, you know, not good for the narrative. Not good for the narrative. Exactly. You can't, you can't have a story about the black guy with it. You can't have a story about the kid who's a fan of Nancy Pelosi and has face tattoos with a gun. Like these are counter narrative stories. Yeah, has anybody seen on one mainstream media site that, oh, he followed Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi on Twitter? Mm-hmm. They're spewing hate and that convinced them to go shoot people up. Hey, one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is uh, the, the whole Georgia. Um, the guy stones. stones. Yeah. Yeah. What's your take? I had never heard of them before, so I have really? very little to uh, okay. to say okay. about them. Well, I've definitely heard of them and they were. Uh, there's always a big question as to exactly who paid for and or built them, which I don't know that we've ever found out. Uh, I think they've been around since the 80s, maybe. I, it's been a long time. I can't remember exactly. But An I interesting think art project, no 80s. question. Very Stonehenge. Yeah, Stonehenge, the idea was that these are going to survive and guide the next generation post-nuclear war into what to do and of course they couldn't even survive a stick of dynamite uh, <laughs> after fourth of july you know, Irony, I right it. yeah it's like yeah guys you probably made them out of the wrong material um but uh the messaging on them was definitely quite uh globalist globalist yeah. absolutely and and quite hated by people that are not globalists and are free thinking individualists and so i certainly am not sad to see them go i'm curious as to who managed to do it and i'm wondering if this will end up being sort of seen in the future in history books as the first battle cry of the anti-globalist movement as more things associated with globalism end up being destroyed potentially people as well or whether this will be seen as, uh, you know, the first act of terrorism, of, in a string of terrorist actions. Yeah. You're exactly right. In the United States, it all depends on who writes the history books and who ends up winning the conflict. Uh, everybody's either a terrorist or a freedom fighter, depending on who you ask. True. The, the Nazis in Ukraine were and still are being portrayed by the United States as the liberators of Ukraine from uh, Russian rule. Um, not so much by the people of Ukraine who are currently welcoming uh, the Russians who are liberating them from the Nazis and uh, the last eight years of basically their country being used as a slush fund for Western politicians, as a uh, the black webs operating headquarters as as the place that um you know was simply being used without having any real uh impact on what the people of ukraine wanted uh the country's resources were uh utilized and sold to the west and meanwhile uh complete corruption in its political and banking systems ensured that all politicians from all parties had a safe haven to do these black deals. And they're still doing it. I mean, Biden, when Biden sends $50 billion to Ukraine, what does that mean? Well, first of all, it means that most of that is sent in equipment and, and 
items, not in cash. And so that is a, a payout to the corporations that manufacture that stuff. It is payment to the industrial military uh, companies out there, the complex, right? Industrial military complex. So that stale revenue, since we haven't been in a war with the U.S., uh, since we shut down Afghanistan, Biden needed to sacrifice at the altar of, uh, of the industrial military complex. And that sacrifice was, don't worry, we're not using shit up in, in Afghanistan, but we'll do two things. One is we'll leave all our gear in Afghanistan. So you'll have to remanufacture it and the U.S. government will buy all replacement. Well, absolutely. Your enemies could use it against you. Well, but that part didn't matter. What matters is that we need to churn. That's exactly right. We need to churn the military production capabilities. And now sending stuff to Ukraine is doing the exact same thing. Uh, And what's happening to the gear that's showing up is either it's getting blown up by Russian rockets or it's instantly being brought right out of the country, sold on the black market, and available for purchase to anybody else who wants it. And I've seen tons of ammo already coming, like U.S. manufactured ammo being sold out of Ukraine. I have literally advertisements in my inbox for that stuff. Uh, it's, it's available. It's not being utilized in Ukraine. It is coming into the country, and, and somebody is making money off of it. Yeah, it's a scam. It's a total scam. And whatever is going as direct cash payments to rebuild the infrastructure is the exact same Ponzi scheme. It's, it's leaving the U.S. Treasury. It's going to Ukraine where a slice is shaved off for processing fees. And then the remainder is being sent back to the politicians that authorize the transfers as payments, uh, you know, for this is, this is a service Ukraine's providing. They're providing a money laundering service. Let us hold your gold, bro. Yeah, well, Poland's happy to do that. <laughs> As they should be. Those evil Poland's people. Poland's people. Well, the, Pol- the Polish, I think, ultimately, and I literally said this from day one, and I said this before I started banning any Polish people from my account, is you have nothing to worry about because Poland will get Western Ukraine. That was always part of the deal. But the way they're acting, they might be screwing themselves out of getting Western Ukraine. Gold-filled pierogies for all. And with that, we'll be back next week on Friday with another unrelenting.